Reset your life, discover your purpose, and live fully now. Welcome, everyone. This is the Austin J. Haynes Show. And the one part of that equation was life reset. It's a, it's a word that resonates with people. I had somebody reach out to me out of the blue after they heard it. But more importantly, I want to welcome you in to today's show here on June 5th. And I want to welcome my beautiful co-host, Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection on the go, as usual, working on projects, gallivanting and traveling around the world, doing Broadway, not Broadway, but we'll just say that you were hitting for Broadway. Oh, it's very off Broadway. But off Broadway, okay. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, Dr. Andre. How are you doing, first of all? Hunky dory. You know, it's quite exciting. This uh, In three weekends, I have a daughter getting married. <laughs> wow. Is this uh, your youngest, oldest? In my, my youngest, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's exciting. And and it's not like we didn't know it was coming, but all of a sudden I realized how close it is. <laughs> Talk about life reset. Does this, yeah. are you, are you officially an empty nester or is this like. Um, well, yes and no. So our youngest and her fiance live in our household. Um, we decided to do a shared household, um, but they're gone all the time and we're gone all the time. So it, it works out well. People are there long enough to feed the cats. It's like a co-op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, want, it's nice. Well, it's it's great. And it's great that I brought that up because resetting your life, midlife, approaching midlife, thinking about a life reset, you might have a home full of children. You might be sending your children off to college. And you, there's a reset involved. There's something that you want to intuitively reset. But more specifically, I want to throw this out there because our first guest, I think, personifies this. When you talk about reset, that's one connotation. But you talk about a second chance. Getting a second chance. And not only getting a second chance, but getting a second chance when you feel like maybe you messed up. And then you, you think it's done, it's over, but then all of a sudden you're like, I got a second chance. And I'm just gonna share a reflection here before it just coming through to me, is that wherever you are in the world, wherever you find this, whatever mistake you made, whatever you've done wrong, here's what, I, what came to me. If you're hearing this, there's something in your life. There is never enough thank yous. There's never enough times you can say thank you for the people. And it may not be your parents. It may be someone else for the, a coach, a teacher, a guardian, somebody showed up in your life. There is never enough thank yous that we could ever say to make up for the fact that we're here and it's all a miracle. And that's what was really coming through to me today. So if you get a second chance, even there's never enough thank yous. If you can get on and, and listen to this and you can call a friend or you can text a loved one, you can say, I love you. Thank you. Uh, whatever. You're blessed. And I wanted to kick off the show with that sentiment, Dr. Andrea. Get you got yourself on mute. Oops. 
I'm hitting one button and hitting the other. Um, you know, yeah, I, I love what you were saying about this whole idea of, you know, life reset and where people are at, because so many people that follow you, you know, they're resetting their lives, whether it's in their personal life or in their business. Um, it really just seems that they're always in a flux of change. And, and there might be several different, you know, and, and while it's kind of midlife, there's also midlife within the midlife. <laughs> yes. And, and it may not even be that you may be approaching, but here's what's relevant. It's anybody that, that wants to reset. And I think when you say reset, I bet you there's, and I know there's listeners and I just want to welcome in our audience, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, our E360 TV partner. This will be up on Apple, all the podcast platforms tomorrow, Spotify, Apple, Apple. So we welcome you in. And, you know, I always say when you, when you chime in here, there's something to get for you to receive. There may be something for you to give if you're listening, if you're listening in live. So I want to really drive that home tonight through these stories that you're going to hear. We have Peter Birkin here in the green room. We have Tradon Rogers, or also known as Tradon Inspires, is here. And we have a, what's great is we have a diversity of generation gap here. There's a big generation gap. So you're going to have two distinctly different perspectives. But, uh, you know, let's just see where this plays out. So we, we have a structure, but I love the spontaneity and what we can co-create as, as hosts, guests, and listeners. This space is a co-created space because whether you know it or not, your presence, your energy affects what we're doing. So I want to, again, welcome everybody in. And I want to get to our, our first guest um, right away because I had met Peter through another group. And when you meet Peter and you listen to him talk, he has this passionate intensity about him that is authentic. It comes from a deep place. He, he'll tell you he's a dad, a teacher, a success coach, and a consultant. And he's passionate about anti-bullying. He created two blueprints to help bully-proof schools and communities. But he's also wanting to set up, instead of detentions in schools, he wants to set up this thing called peace rooms. Think about that. Think about that. Peace. Some of you are like, you're not in school. You're like, I need a peace room. I bet you want to go into a room and just have some quiet and some peace. So think about what that could do for students and it can help them. And he wants to help them enhance their self-esteem, manage anger, increase financial literacy and much more. And, and Peter believes that if we have healthy schools, the planet will heal. And I must confer, concur because think of all the problems that children have at home and in school. And if we can make this a better place, a healthy environment for children to grow, they will be better able to cope with the world. But here's what I want to share. And I had cleared this with Peter before I bring him on. You talk about second chances. As accomplished as Peter is, he not only contemplated suicide, was on the precipice of it and tried to do it not, not five years ago, not 10 years ago, not two years ago, last year, not even a year ago. So when you hear him speak, 
He's coming from the heart. And I know this, and before I bring Peter on, and I know I'm sure Peter will say this too. From the only I thank God I've never been there. Uh, but I've seen people that have, and I've researched people that have, and the ones that survive say the second, not even a second after they make the attempt, they regret it. So with that, I want you to help me welcome my guest, our guest, Mr. Peter Birkin. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Austin, for letting me on your great show, and Dr. Andrea as well. Thank you. And I set you set this up because I want people to hear that we, we know this story, but I want people to hear it because we think that people that are have said titles seem like they have it all figured out. And I love your raw, authentic approach to, to you, you're, you have all this knowledge that you've accrued and you're so capable, but yet you've had to overcome. And I, I just, are you willing to go back and revisit this? Because this is fresh. This isn't like five, 10 years ago. This is fresh for you. So I want to get your love permission. You. <laughs> okay. Yes. And would you like me to begin? I would like you to go back and, and what, what was it in the past that, that we, we had talked about a year ago, but if you would shed some light on this, because I think some people heard the introduction, they heard the beginning and then they heard what I said and they're trying to like, wow, like help me understand this. Right. After all this, I actually learned there are six ways that reasons why people would commit suicide. And this just added to my list. One is there are medicines that you're on. I was on three different medicines treating the same diagnosis that a doctor had called me, which was bipolar with psychotic episodes. I was formally diagnosed in 89 and 91 with two nervous breakdowns in college with schizophrenia. I had to break that label and, and my mom and I both agreed there was nothing wrong with my brain. So I had 29 years of complete healing, I believe. And that's what I believed over what the doctors label of schizophrenia. So I was a teacher for over 22 years. I coached four different sports for 20 seasons. And then what happened is I learned that for one day of being on the wrong three meds, I sat in my recliner, did not turn on the TV, and then went to bed. And my soul, she goes, don't hurt yourself. So I got the phone with her, four pills. I took 30 sleeping pills and 10. You know what? I want you to back up a moment because you cut out on us, and I want people to hear this. So if you could back up okay. a little, a few frames. Okay, so what happened was I did not want to exist sitting on a recliner and then going to bed more than one day. So as soon as I finished talking with my social worker, I went right to my bottles of pills and took 30 sleeping pills and 10 Depakote at 500 milligrams. I literally tried to kill myself. So when I went to bed, I was, wait, I thank God I woke up. I was wobbling to the recliner barely. And then my social worker called and she asked how my night went. And I said, I tried to overdose last night and I'm barely alive right now. 
So the police, fire truck, and ambulance took me to the hospital for the ninth time with six times in a matter of three years, five times in one calendar year. And they had to give me that thing in the emergency department to flush out my system. While I was in the emergency department, I went to the, one of the workers and I said, please put me off all the meds that you currently have me on, reset me and put me on meds that I had 29 years of sobriety on, or in my opinion, healing. So they did that, Austin. What they did is they took me off a shot held on and the two other drugs they had me on. Now, what happened was they replaced that with two medicines that I was okay with. And then what happened is after 14 days in the hospital, they're like, Peter, you're going to be discharged tomorrow because your insurance ran out. So we're going to discharge you so you don't accrue debt. So after 14 days, mind you, I just got weaned off three major tranquilizer, basically put on two medicines that I believe would work for me and release from the hospital on the 14th day. So now what was a part of this? What, what was your state? Like, I mean, were you just like numb? Were you like, what was going on through your, your mind, your body, your spirit? Like what, what was happening? That's a great question. I was not judging it. I had radical acceptance right from the start. I did not want to live a life of not having emotions, a life of a recliner to bed situation too long. I just was like, the time is now to feel better. And was I thankful? Yes, I was thankful that I was alive. I was thankful that I could still model to my son that I could be the father that I've always been to him. To back up, my son had lost his best friend the year before, a senior in high school, to suicide. Mm. So this was pretty raw stuff now. So here's my, my son who got him his job, his friend his job, and worked with him at, and, and basically worked out with him at the gym. So my son had this... And then he had to deal with his dad. And I didn't tell him right away what happened to me. My son lives with his mom, thank God. So he didn't even know what I was going through. So that was a good thing. Wow. So I'm going to pause for a moment, just let Dr. Andre, I know she's, she's been observing this intently and just want to see what you're thinking yeah, and feeling. Well, what, what got me is, so what you don't know is, I used to have an organization called Northwest Advocates of Ohio. And what I did is I was a mental health advocate. Um, uh, I'm still legal guardian of my sister-in-law. She was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder 25, 26 years ago. And uh, she's independent and doing great now. However, what you mentioned about having this combination of different drugs 
uh, there's multiple situations where this happens. And uh, what will occur is when people are emergency admitted because they're in emotional distress or they tried to take their life or something else is going on. Um, when they give them medications, they don't always have the capability to know what mixes are good or not good. And so I've seen several incidences of where people have um, the, the medication actually is what increases the suicidal, like they might feel just depressed or sad. And the medication nice. concoction is what excites the um, this desire to no longer be present. And then um, in other cases, it can be a mix or concoction that shuts down their body and they um, I forget what it's called neuro something and it literally starts shutting down organs and they end up in ICU and it's quite traumatic and it's very challenging because that was one of the things I never really knew the best way to go about finding a solution for that besides like medical bracelets or making sure all the hospitals around you know so that way if you're taken in they know what to do or what not to do and then the other part of that is because of that automatic kick out if you don't have family members who know loopholes to keep you in until you are regulated, then you're put in a dangerous situation again, because if you're not regulated on your meds, you're not in a situation where your brain chemistry, and I, can, I don't consider this a mental health. To me, this is a brain neurotransmitter health. Like you, you cannot on your own regulate your own neurotransmitters to fit the medication. So I'm so glad that you're bringing this up because this is a big deal for people to know about this. It, it is. And it's, you know, and let's, let's talk about this other side, though, because it, it, and I, I write about it in my book. I, I, I write about it in this book. Uh, you know, it's, it's the polarity principle. Flashpoint manifesting the moment of your big breakthrough. It's, it's there's polarity in life. And I feel like, you know, it, it, it's in varying degrees in in the world, in nature and in our lives. And so we're going to hit that now because there's this incredible side of you that you you able to manage this and then begin to transmute it. This is exactly what I talk about in the book. And and because of all the work you've done over a lifetime, this isn't like a couple of year thing. You, you This is like you've been doing working on this a lifetime to prepare you to transmute whatever's happened to now turn it into the gift that is going to bless the world. It's that it's the lead that's turned into gold and you have so much to give. So why don't you would love to talk about this other side that you do as a, as a, as a dad, a teacher, a success coach that we talked about the passion test before we came on the air here. And really what, what is it that, you know, so let's just set this up. What is it that you want? There's one per, maybe there's one person out there that's going to get this right. And they just clicked on it and they're going to be on here for a minute. What would you tell them? You are loved. And I would say that our values and beliefs shape who we are. We've been programmed from day one, from the last trimester to the seventh year on our parents and anyone that raised us in the beginning. So what we have to realize is that you could in the moment change those beliefs with an adult brain to have them serve you rather than take your life, for instance, in my case. And there are life events that can you can say, oh, my goodness, I'm going through such a thing. That would be a reason that that might end in suicide. 
I also have addiction. Addiction, if you can do it, please get off it right now. And there is help for people who are on addictions. Uh, alone, you're not alone. There are people that love you and are gonna miss you to the hills if you ever leave this planet. The wrong medication as we discuss, gender identity, love yourself no matter what you identify with or what people identify you with. The good opinion of other people, as Peter Sage, I know we're very powerful, feeling, sentient beings. Try not to get caught up in what people are thinking and saying about you as much as going inward. Know you are enough. You're more than enough. You are worthy for this miracle that you're, this body that is the temple that you're trying to find the purpose of your life. There is a purpose in the moment for each and every one listening right now. Please realize that if you take the passion test, the mastery of self-love, which is also what I teach, you can tell your story on a podcast like Austin. And basically from your life experience, not only will you learn and grow to be a better version of yourself through experience, you'll be able to share and inspire people to a level that, that you can't even imagine right now. But have faith right now. You are love. Reach out to Austin. Reach out to Dr. Andrea. Reach out to me anytime on Messenger. Become my friend on Facebook, Gmail. And we will literally pick your spirit up in the moment because we will live in the present moment now and, and un, unwrap that gift and help you express yourself in a way that you can bring wellness to yourself and be in service to humanity based on your experience in life. That's really, wow. That's beautiful. You said so much there. So I'm going to encourage you if you're uh, getting this now, or you're on the podcast, re re rewind it, you know, scroll back. You just click the button, listen to that again. And that was just incredible. I want to go back to a couple things because I want to know, like, what was the moment that you said, like, no, no mas, like no more. I'm, I'm going to turn this around is the first part of the question. And, and, and sometimes it's a moment. Something happens. Um, and, you know, I'll just, I'll just give this. This is coming to me right now. I just I did a whole episode on Vincent Van Gogh. Where, you know, he's known for cutting his ear off and he was in the he went to an asylum. Everybody knows that story. But the, the thing that's amazing about that is that. He got into a fight with Paul Gauguin. And Gauguin was basically saying, you know, stop trying to paint literal paint, paint what you see in your imagination. That's what got they got into a fight. And then here there, there's a polarity at play. So they get into this fight and he cuts his ear off. Then he goes to this asylum. He can't see outside. But you know what he does in, in this in this raw moment? He paints Starry Night. Out of his imagination. And that's the one that everybody knows him for, right? So, uh, like, I'm wondering, what was your moment and who was it? Was there a person that you can think of that, and it could have been a good interaction, it could have been a bad interaction, like in the case with Paul Gauguin and, and Van Gogh? So, when I was in college, I was student teaching, I lost the baby, 
And I just finished up lacrosse in the fall. I was one of the most athletic type person that never had any anxiety, nothing wrong with him mentally up to that point. When I was put in the hospital after whatever they call a nervous breakdown, I spent three months and they put me on 27 pills a day in 1989. So a thousand milligrams of Thorazine with a sleeping pill at night with other stuff. They were trying to institutionalize me the rest of my life, in my opinion. I got out. My mom and I weaned off all 27 pills. By that time, I wasn't on quite that many. My mom said, your brain is fine, Peter. You are literally have a healthy brain. I believe my mom mom over the doctor. Now, 16 months later, I I went back to school and, and worked and everything. I literally, in 91, 16 months later, after I got out and was healthy again, went back to college and whatnot, I was running in practice. I stopped. I went up to the coach. I said, coach, I can't run anymore, like Forrest Gump and Tom Hanks. And I said to the coach, coach, I can't run anymore. He's like, Burke, go up to my couch. I'll be up in a minute. It was so bad, Austin, Dr. Andre. They had to call the ambulance. I found out six years ago. They rushed me to the emergency department where I spent another three months in, in another mental hospital. I got released after three months. This time they only put me out one pill the whole time I was in there. My blood level was so out of whack. They couldn't medicate me. It was so bad. So after three months of being in another mental institution, the mysteries of life started to unfold. First of all, I needed structure in my day. So what happened is my sister's like, First, I started day treatment program after being bored with my mom after one day. I said, mom, I got to get into day treatment and be around people to tell my story, to, to build myself back up. Because my former girlfriend said, if I ever got sick a second time, she was going to break up with me, which she did. So I was heartbroken. So then the next thing you know, my sister approached me, said, Peter, why don't you coach football? So I started being in service to seventh and eighth grade boys in football. I started coaching football. And then the next thing you know, I said I would never read a book again. So because I was so burned out from chemistry and education, I started learning to learn and grow and, and reading again books that were like success books, universal law type books, and basically books that would expand my brain and not zap the world out of me. So all these things started to come to fruition. And then I learned other things like you have to praise yourself and be your cheerleader, champion self and celebrate even small wins during your day. I also do yeah. gratitude and affirmations of I am. And my, my affirmations would just knock your socks off. But that's that's well, maybe we'll get thing. into that another time. Um, I, I definitely want to want to put. We're going to be moving into our second guest here, but I want to put the website up here just to invite people to connect. And I just love your, um, again, your authenticity, your rawness to share your both sides of the story. You're not somebody who is putting yourself up on the mountaintop. You're like, you know, especially after what you've just gone through, overcoming suicide. And, and now you're, you're sharing the message. You're here to help people help them discover their purpose, raise their self-esteem, and more specifically with with, um, with students and schools, how you are passionate about this anti-bullying campaign. So I just want to encourage people to connect with you. And, and um, I want you to stay on here. 
I have a quick little commercial. We're, we're excited. I am putting together my first destination retreat in 2024, March 2nd to March 10th. Uh, so, but before I do that, I just want to, um, <laughs> Dr. Andre, is there anything you wanted to share before we transition? Yeah, I just wanted to touch base again on the fact that uh, sometimes people don't realize that what other people might see as bullying as being minuscule or small, um, those, you know, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me is actually often the as opposite. It's the one, it's a one phrase, one word or a look or some motion that someone says that could really right. destroy uh, adults as well as kids of all True. ages. And so bullying is uh, much more prevalent than we realize or want to give. We consider bullying like multiple cereal picking and it, it, we don't know what bullying is. It's the perception of the person who's being teased and taunted. Yes, thanks for that. And, and I know we could spend a whole, gosh, hours on that topic. And maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do that at another time. Let's, let me share this. We are going to be in Costa Rica next year, March 2nd through March 10th. It's a limited number. And I just want to share a little bit about this. This is called the Midlife Oasis Retreat. Midlife Oasis Retreat. So let's take a look at what that entails. And would love, love, love to have you join us here. Let's see if we can pull this up. Ah, there we go. Well, that is going to be spectacular. And that last image is actually called, I think, the Cathedral Waterfall. And that water is blue. And it is a 
special, special place. It's a great place and a great time to start your reset, reset your life, discover your purpose or rediscover your purpose and live more fully now. And, and that's the message. And I know when people hear that, they probably gloss over it. Live more fully now. Yeah, right. What else do we have? We have right now. So we're not in this now and we're working on this now. Like we are right now with these incredible guests. What are we doing? What are we doing? So I want to invite you. If you go to my website, you can book a, a free discovery and we can talk about it. If it resonates with you, it's austinhaines.com. You'll see free virtual discovery. I can give you all the details, the retail on it. I'll just tell you, if you're looking at what the investment is, it's $59.97. It is eight days, seven nights. And it's in the Guanacaste region of Costa Rica. And the airfare is uh, not included, but everything else is. The programs, the excursions, the, the incredible destinations. We have exclusive rights to waterfalls there because I have we know some locals. It is going to be incredible. And I want to invite you to find out more. So thank you for watching that. And I'm going to ask Peter to stay on here as we get ready for our next guest. And this is incredible. I love the diversity here. <clears throat> so these two gentlemen have never met each other. Their, their age difference, I don't know, we could, somebody could do the math, but they're, they're completely different backgrounds, completely different stories. But uh, Trade and I literally just met him uh, today. I was on a call with him, a dynamic young guy. And, you know, when I think about my journey, I'm thinking, my goodness, if I was doing what he's doing at that age, where would I be now? But it's perfect no matter how you look at it. But it's great to have different perspectives because we have, even though we're all part of the human race and one, one, you know, one people, but we have different age groups, right? We have different cultures. So what, what's great is we can pull together and, and learn from each other. So I'm going to do a little introduction here on trading because he's got a pretty impressive resume. Trading Rogers or trading inspires. He's a visionary soul here to uplift others through self-expression, creativity, and intuitive healing. Very intuitive. He's an international multidisciplinary artist, a teacher, a mentor on a mission to promote personal growth and help countless people embrace their truest selves. I, I endorse that stamp, truest self, a bridge between ancient wisdom and modern techniques that seeks to uncover universal truths within each individual through an intentional spiritual practice. Through various projects, he has published books, conducted mentoring sessions, created courses to help people in the journey of self-mastery and established an ongoing campaign to travel the world and share his message of enlightened awareness with intuitive interpretations, creative visuals. He's illuminating stages and empowering lives wherever he goes. And he is, when I, when I say the intuitive, he does things intuitively. He pulls in different things to, to help somebody cross the threshold, to, to help them to, to get to that enlightenment. So I'm excited. And Peter, I'm going to ask you to stay on. And the first thing is I bring Traden on. Let's give him a warm, warm welcome here, Traden Inspire. So welcome, Traden. Hey, hey, how you doing, Austin? How you doing, everybody? We're, we're doing well. Um, I'm glad to have you. Uh, before we transition, I, this is what I like to do. I like to, to Peter to meet Traden. And I want Traden to, he was in the green room, Peter. He was listening to the interview. 
So this is unscripted, but I just want to ask him, you know, what did, what did you think and feel here when you were listening to Peter share his story? It was in perfect alignment because the place that I had just came from before I got here was a peace room. Uh, because here in uh, St. Louis, we have something, uh, we have a, we have a, nonprofit called Story Stitches, and we have a peace room for people to be able to go and immerse themselves, get creative, get within themselves. And that's where I was before this, was that exact room, uh, immersing myself, meditating, getting deep into a new awareness that I had gained today from a, a friend and what awareness they shared, shared to me. So from what he said about uh, what his transformation was, his journey, it's something that a lot of people here in St. Louis go through. We've had a couple people that I know and some of my friends that have uh, committed suicide. Uh, people have, who, have, uh, who are at war with each other. This is something that happens all the time. And I always advocate as a teacher myself that having these peace spaces within schools would be important because I needed that. My peace space was my mentor, my teacher at school. So... I definitely love what you're doing and it's going to impact countless wow. people. Wow. So this is completely unscripted. You see this? This is what I love. Peter wants to put peace rooms in schools. You were just in a peace room and I want to share, you know, if you, can you just share your age? Is that okay? Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the 21st arc of my story. How about that? So, wow. Right. You listen to him speak very eloquent, right? You could see that he's coming from a place. So, uh, I'm glad you're here with us. Now, Peter, I'm going to ask you if you want to hang in the green room and you can listen to this interview and we can bring you back on before we close out the show. Does that sound good? Love that. Sounds great. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Good. Okay. So we'll bring Peter back on. And before we get into trading, I just want to give Dr. Andre an opportunity since she, you know, she read your biography. Now she's meeting you for the first time. What's your first impression here, Dr. Andrea? Well, this is the first time we're meeting on StreamYard and on your show, but Tradon and I already met in person. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. So I didn't know that. That's great. And uh, there's uh, another caveat to his peacekeeping, and that is, is um, I don't, he can correct us, but a year or two ago, his a school there in St. Louis had a school shooting. And uh, so he's been one of the counselors, I suppose, uh, that would be how you would word it, Tradon, that um, has been, you know, very uh, present to the kids who are affected by such a thing and, and, and have that, um, you know, <laughs> over, overwhelming um, difficulty and challenge to deal with that and, and move on and find peace within themselves with uh, the fear. So Andy's wow. a gifted artist, very talented artist, a beautiful, beautiful work. So let's dive into his story here. Let's learn a little bit more. Uh, we, we have about, let's see, we got about 10, 10 to 12 minutes. So let's just, are you willing? I, I don't know your backstory and I wanted to learn that because we, we had a conversation and I was wanting to learn your backstory that, you know, mm. how did you get here and get to this place? Like what happened to you? What was your what was your story? So for me, ever since I was a child, I had a different way of looking at the world. I was just very observant. I saw uh, people smoke, people drink, and I was like, I don't understand why that's happening. Because then afterwards, suffering. 
So I, I ask questions, why are people doing that if they're gonna suffer afterwards? And from me watching and observing, I gained the wisdom at a very young age to, to, to the degree that adults would sit down and listen to me and, how, and sit down and hear what this young man has to say. And, but the only thing was being a child that had such a different way of looking at the world and the world that was changing back in uh, 2000, uh, 2001 was that that was the time of staying in a child's place. So my creativity, my speech, my ability to be able to get outside of myself was stifled by the world around me that didn't understand me. And so for a long time, I was fighting against that current that was pushing me away from who I knew myself to be. And for a long time, it caused me to believe that I'm worthless or mm-hmm. that I um, be shameful for when you go to class and I have these big ideas and I'm talking in class, stop talking. You talk too much. And all these different things that would happen that would cause me to not like my voice, to instead of stand up tall, I was shoulders down, quiet, being invisible, because that was the thing that kept me from being bullied by the people around me because I had a different way of thinking, a different way of looking, a different way of being. So for a long time, that was the thing that I struggled with, was being within a world that I didn't understand why it was the way it was. Mm. And so for a long time, it was me uh, reprogramming myself, relearning, and going through situations to where it yeah. caused me to do that. And one of those situations was when I was in high school, when I realized I wasn't the only one with baggage. I wasn't the only one that was bullied or had, had to wear a mask. And I got to see other people around me, people who had cut marks on their own, that have tried to commit suicide. And my voice being the thing that was life or death to them. That is what shifted me into the person I am now. Trade on Inspires has, has two different reasons why I was named that. One was because my my being literally breathed life into people that didn't want to live anymore. Two was this name was given to me um, and deep in a meditation that happened a while ago where I understand who had this name before me and the power it had. And so that's, in essence, my story. This is, this is why I created my book, a published playlist from pain to promise, because for a lot of people, it went from pain to promise. It was transmuting that led into gold, as the philosophers talked about back in ancient times. Wow, that's uh, pretty deep. And what you're doing at is just uh, having the awareness. And what I was thinking about is the ability to ask yourself the questions, mm-hmm. because you, you didn't just accept what was happening at surface value, which many of us do. And we just uh, go into the, the way that everybody else does it. And I know you're going to share a poem with us today before we we'll make time for that. Yeah. And the fact that you asked the questions and you, it caused you to get answers that moved you in a different direction. And then your gifts were used. You mm-hmm. people were responding to you adults. Like you said, I mean, people that were, questioning their lives it's just so profound and and you know you it's it's like you you awakened earlier or at a younger age and so that's a blessing so i can only imagine what you're going to do with this moving forward 
I do want to grab your, your, uh, do you have a website? And I want to hear, I want to ask Dr. Andrea may have some questions for you here too. Yeah. Cause I want to be able to get, get the website where people can find, connect with you. Mm-hmm. See, so my website is trainoninspires.com. So it's my name and then.com. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Dr. Andrea. Yeah. Trade on is a old soul and a young body. <laughs> he, he's, uh, um, he's quite enjoyable to talk with and, and he's uh, definitely correct in that he sees things differently than other people who might be his age and maybe differently than people who are my age or yours, <laughs> Austin. And, um, uh, what I've been impressed with too is his ability to see images and art as well. Uh, his yes. creative side is a whole nother piece of him. So I'd love him to share about how he creates the um, illustrations and the images that he creates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, for a long time, I was, well, I still am. I'm very visual. So I've always been a visual person. However, I was not trained in the arts of being able to paint or draw, or maybe I have the talent, I don't know it. But uh, just recently when AI art became something that became mainstream, I was curious to try it out because I had all these images in my mind that I would only be able in a sense to describe through poetry, but now I have this tool to where I can actually show these pieces. And so with AI art, I just dove into it and created images of people, of places, and Funny enough, some of the individuals I've shown my uh, works to who are very much uh, within that energetic spiritual space have said that those places that I create with AI art are the same places they visit when they meditate or people when they go deep in hypnosis that they remember those places. So it's interesting to where uh, a lot of the things that I create has relevance to things that I, in a sense, uh, sometimes have not experienced, but I create things for other for other people to realize like, oh, I'm not the only one that sees this. I'm not alone in this. Yeah, no, that's that's I love that you're doing this. And I you and I were talking and how you you help people see like you may be having a discussion with somebody and they're 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 reflecting. And I know this goes to NLP a little bit, too. But the difference with this is that you're not just the person's not only in their imagination, you're able to create this image and put it in front of them. Cause I know not everybody can pull up an image in their mind. Like Mm -hmm. some people can, some people can't depending on how your brain works, but Mm -hmm. the fact that they're expressing something and you can pull up an image and go, is this what you're, what you're talking about? And they go, wow. And then they see it. It's almost Mm -hmm. like that, shit that that visual can almost be enough to create the shift sometimes is that right yeah yeah Yeah. i've had an experience with individual i did a session for because i call them i call it envision therapy and i had a session with somebody where i just made a bunch of different uh images of what they wanted to what they were looking to see and and one of the images i created of a snake and they immediately the minute they saw it they almost dropped in the tears and they jumped back and we like, okay, we have to go through this now. What is your fear around the snake? What does this mean to you? And wow. so with that image, it brought up something from the subconscious that we were now able to see and be able to identify what is your representation or representation of this snake? And what does it mean? And why is it causing this, for risk, this, this, uh, this manifestation within your body? 
And through that session, they were able to release uh, that attachment to that just by seeing it, realizing the awareness of what just happened and what it means to them. Wow. I just got to say this. Did, did you did you trade uh, copyright that yet? I keep moving my camera, so I apologize. Mm -hmm. Did you copyright that? Um, so uh, most of the images that I create are not online. No, I'm talking I about the name. The, oh, name. the name. The name. Uh, yeah. I have not copyrighted the name. You got to check that out. You, you, you got it. Brother, you got to. That, that's huge, man. You, like, as soon as you get off this. Go, go. That's something that could be amazing. So I just want to encourage you mm -hmm. to do that because that's that is really awesome. Uh, Dr. Andre, as an NLP practitioner, and uh, I think you're on the verge of getting a license, correct? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm already uh, certified. I'm a certified master. Um, or excuse me, a certified trainer, and I'm in a program to be a master trainer. As a master trainer, I can train other trainers. It's a three-year program equivalent to a P an, another PhD. <laughs> so, right. my so, but uh, so uh, yeah, it uh, definitely because people um, with a neuro um, neuro linguistic programming, you know, there's kinesthetic, auditory, and um, visual. So mm -hmm. with the people with the visions and being able to look at images, um, you got me thinking, Tradon, I was thinking about people and their tattoos. So a lot of times mm -hmm. people have tattoos of things that are still have a story to them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Now, I, now I'm going to be looking at people and their tattoos differently, because mm -hmm. that's wow. great if the tattoo helps them release the story. But some of them may have a tattoo that keeps them in story, in emotion. Wow. So. Wow. wow. That I never thought about that, that mm. right. Cause what if that tattoo, they've had it for a long time and there's that energy to it that maybe yeah. is preventing them from growing and they need a new image. They need trade on to say, Hey, let's get a new image, a new, a new visual that we can create. Mm. If yeah. you can't find it, you can create it, which is which is great. That's the world we live in today. Mm -hmm. But I want to do this because of time. I want to trade on to share his poem. And then I yeah. want to bring Peter back on because he's been listening so we can get some synergy here because they just met for the first time. I want I want to see what Peter, after hearing trade on, speak what he thinks. So you have your poem up there? Uh, oh, for sure. I know it by heart. This is the okay. poem that inspired my book. Okay. This poem is called A Boy Like Me. I knew a boy with a crown in his head that he couldn't see, a hidden kingdom in his mind and a fire frozen in his heart. And he was a lot like me. He was rejected in his own land, walking with a slow staggered sway, hunched over and pushed around, afraid from out the box in which he stayed. He was quiet when he spoke, but loud when he listened. Please listen. He had no ambitions, no real goals, no direction, submission by what his parents told him. Conditioned by what the past showed him. Messed up by the environment that molded him. Please listen because he was a lot like me. Rejected by his peers and subjected to the point where he wanted to disappear but not die. Just be someone else. Someone who was popular and powerful. Someone who was treated differently. Someone just like me. He wanted what I have now. He went to church thinking he'd become that someone. And only learned to speak. Not knowing the way in his speech. Never really realizing his voice nor his reality. A boy with a great gift but no experience to really, he did not yet have the mentality, too ignorant to his weaknesses. 
thinking he'd become that someone and stop speaking, but I guess you can't blame the boy because he was only a boy, a lot like me. A boy with a countenance said that he couldn't yet see. A hidden kingdom in his mind, not yet relentless. A fire frozen in his heart, not yet relentless. Used to you, is too distant from the man. Please listen to me, man, because literally you understand that he was a king with a command in his voice. He looked foolish or amazing. One choice now he used it. He could light fires in people's hearts, but he was too clueless to ignorance what he had possessed. All his life thinking he was less than designed. Always looking at times where he was depressed, times depressed, he doubts, collecting his mind. He was never blessed when he shined because he was never enough. His ideas was never enough. His life was never enough. And that's why his fire was still frozen. That's why he lived this life not knowing that the crown was on his head, living as a peasant instead, living without growth. Ambition made him dead while he's still breathing. He's <sighs> tweaking, man. A defeated man. A lot like me, man. You see, some of us was or is this boy. A boy with a crown in his head that he would be able to touch, feel, and perceive it. Only he knew and worked towards it that he could achieve anything. If any of you here lives like this boy, find your own swag and kill it. If any of you here thinks like this boy, be precise in your words and think grand thoughts every day. Yes, I know it's not easy. It can be very hard sometimes. Everything can feel like it's closing in on you. Like there's no way out. But I'll tell you what helped me. Listen carefully. Build with your mind. Keep it real and then use your time. Take steps towards what you want. Proudly wear your crown. If you seek with your heart, greatness will be found. Build your mind carefully because it must withstand attack. It mustn't fall nor crumble on your mind. must have your back. Love yourself and work towards who you want to be. And that boy become a man just like when that boy was me. And that's that piece. That was great, man. You can feel it. You can feel your passion coming across. Right. You know, it's, it reminded me of the story of the 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 lion cub mm. that gets lost and ends up with a a flock of sheep. Mm. You ever hear this story? I've heard of something similar. Yeah. It's a it's and the the lion is, is going around and it thinks it's a sheep. Mm. So it's trying to, you know, bad like the sheep. And one day that this um male lion sees it and realizes like that this lion, this baby lion is acting like a sheep and pulls him over, pulls him over to the pond and lets him see his reflection. Mm. And the pond reflects back to him. He says, you're not a sheep, you're a lion. Mm. Then he realizes who he is. And then that day forever changes him, right? Mm -hmm. So we got five minutes left. Um, I got a poem that I may, may have time to share, but let me bring Peter back on. And again, I, what's great, this will be up on the podcast so you can hear it. Again, it, it'll be up on the YouTube. And I just want to invite you to follow my YouTube uh, at Austin J. Haynes. You can go to the YouTube channel, just subscribe. This is a self-funded show. So thank you very much. So Peter, couple, just a minute here. What what are you just having to hear Tradon speak his story? Beautiful poem, Tradon. 
great presentation tonight. It was great to compliment you today. I'm very happy about that. Your uniqueness was stifled. Now you're a being doing this human experience. And you went from pain to promise. Congratulations. And I just want to say those peace rooms are lovely in St. Louis, Missouri. Now, the peace rooms I'm thinking about is nurturing also the children who made a quote unquote mistake. The ones that really need to reframe what they're going through in life to bring them inner peace as well. So that would be a great compliment to the meditative peace rooms and just compliment the kids who need auto correction in the moment to become powerful as they mm -hmm. can bring out their uniqueness as well. I just wanted to say that. Wow. So this has been a great show. We have three minutes left and I just want to thank Tradon. I want to thank Peter for being here. Again, encourage you to go to the YouTube channel. I want to thank Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection for making time because she is auditioning for some off-Broadway play. Um, what's the name of it that you're doing? <laughs> um, Dolly Levi for um, Hello, Dolly. There you go. So as soon as she's off of here, she's going to be making a beeline in for the stage. But that's the way we do it. We keep rolling. And we just want to thank you all for being here. So I'm going to remove Peter and Tradon, and I'll, we'll be closing out the show. I just want to thank you, gentlemen. Again, I hope the two of you connect. Make sure you connect. Maybe there's a conversation there. For sure. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. So uh, I just want to close out today. This has been a great show. Lots of, lots of interesting topics here to cover. Go back and listen. Uh, share it with somebody and say, hey, check out minute, you know, minute, uh, you know, 15 to 20 or whatever, if something moved you, go back and listen, share it with someone else and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And I'll just let you know that I, I am was had a conversation with Tradon. I have a poetry book coming out as well. I just did this little, little tiny teaser, but I'll share that. And then um, I have a poem that's not released, but I'll, if you want to stay on the show, uh, I will, I will share that poem after the top of the hour when my official TV spot enters but we'll be still live on the, on the stream. So here's the, the uh, little teaser of what the poem book that's coming out. That's it. That's the little teaser so far, but I, I love it. And again, just want to thank you for being here. We'll, we'll close out the show here. But if you stick around, I'll share a poem that I, that I recently wrote. And you can definitely check that out. So let me just give a shout out to our other sponsor, Mr. Marlon Mueller here. So Marlon is the farm boy who became a multimillionaire. He teaches wealth principles that he's accrued over 35 years. So I want to encourage you to uh, book with Marlon if you have questions about wealth, especially in this time when we're navigating through so many things. And here is Marlon's email. It's right there. Freerain2 at msn.com. That's F-R-E-E-R-E-I-N-2 at msn.com. 
com. Okay, so I'll share this poem with you. It's only a couple minutes. And for those of you that are still on the live stream, here we go. I now tell my story with a sigh and glee. Someone ages and ages from now will see. Two paths emerged in a green wood. I took the one most traveled, as I should. Many years hence, I reflect and see the wide path, unfulfilled dreams left to be. Hypnotized, lulled to sleep, and almost buried alive. But a palpitating pulse rises from deep inside. I retrace my steps to that once fork in my path. Perhaps it will lend me a second chance. The wood now yellow, orange, and red beckons me. I am resurrected from the dead. One step, although semi-rattled and shaken, my foot firmly planted, taking the path not taken. Removed is all inner dissonance, and that has made all the difference. So that poem is going to be in the upcoming poetry book called Seeds of Infinitude. It's Taking the Path Not Taken. It was inspired by Robert, Robert Frost's poem, The Road Less Traveled. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Savage Moon 69, who says, talking about Tradon's poem that he just shared uh, earlier. And uh, you know what? I'm going to bring you back on. What was the name of your poem again? I just want to, sh- can you, I'm going to bring you back on here for a hot minute. What was the name of your poem? It was named A Boy Like Me. The Boy, uh, the boy Like Me. So, yeah. Uh, and that's in your poetry book, right? Yes. That's in my poetry book. So, and they can get that on your website? They can get it on, uh, I have to put it on my website. They can get it on Amazon. So, if they look up a poet's playlist. You have the book there? Um, can you yes. Hold it up? Yeah, it's like this. It's called A Poet's Playlist. From and Hank. it's got your name on it, Tradon Rogers, T A T R A. Y D O N Rogers. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure we got that in. I'm going to remove you. I know we'll connect again. And I want to thank you for being here tonight. This is the Austin J Haynes show. It's maybe it's time for you to push that reset button, you know, and the best way that I know is to stay engaged. Isolation is not your friend. Step out. Even if it's tough, step out. And uh, Peter, we had your website up. So I want to encourage people to go there. Uh, but thank you so much for being here, everyone. Have a great night.